Hello and welcome to Bishop Arthur Dixon's podcast. Bishop Arthur Dixon is a true son of Bishop Daguerre Mills and the convener of Jesus is the Rock Church, a denomination under the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Listen and be blessed as he shares with you deep messages from the Word of God. Holy Spirit, we pray for your power and your presence. We thank you. We recognize and acknowledge you here in our midst this precious morning. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We thank you, sweet Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for salvation, Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you, Lord, for as many that are weak in their body are receiving strength right now. Thank you for your liberation, O oh God. Your deliverance. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name, and all said, Amen. Oh, why don't you put those hands together? Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, your amen is weak, oh. I said amen. Is somebody alive this morning? Then the Bible says that let everything that has breath praise the name of the Lord. So when I shout a big amen, you shout a big amen in return. I said amen. amen. Heaven has not heard you yet. I said heaven has not heard you yet. I said amen. amen. Wow. Well, this morning, I want to welcome you if it's your first time fellowshipping with us here. You are in a good place. You are in the right place. Amen. Because the Spirit of the Lord is here. And the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You are walking out of this place liberated in your mind, liberated in your soul, liberated in your body, and liberated in your spirit. If you believe it, shout amen to that. Well, this morning I'm speaking on the subject, the salvation of the ten virgins. The salvation. Everybody say the salvation of the ten virgins. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I'm looking at these two words, salvation, and I'm looking at the word virgin. What really does it mean to be saved? Salvation actually means to be saved. Amen. And salvation, you know, comes from a Greek word, which means, which is sozo, sozo, hallelujah. Now, sozo simply means to save, to save, or to keep safe and sound, hallelujah. So the word salvation is a Greek, in a Greek is sozo, hallelujah, which means to save, to keep safe and sound. Many of us, we built houses, but we don't feel safe and sound. So we have put burglar proof all, our houses look like prison. True or not true? And the reason is because you are in your own house, but you still don't feel safe. Hallelujah. But the word salvation is a word to feel safe and to feel sound. Soundness actually comes more from the mind. Safety comes from you, the body, the person. Hallelujah. So you can, you can feel safe in your body, but you are not sound in your mind. Hallelujah. But I believe that as you hear the word of God this morning, whichever situation you find yourself salvation is coming to you salvation also means to rescue to rescue i mean one dangerous thing you ever do is to try and rescue somebody you know who is drowning and possibly you yourself you are not a good swimmer you don't swim too well amen it is most likely that you may lose your life Amen. So, before you can save someone who is drowning, you must have the skill and the ability to swim and swim well so that you can deliver somebody. Hallelujah. It also means, it also means 
to, to, be, to be rescued from danger or destruction. To be rescued from danger. How many find yourself sometimes in danger? Yeah, we all find ourselves in danger. Actually, just between last night when you slept and this morning, you were in danger. You were in a very risky situation. You were in a very risky position because, listen to me, the eyes that you have don't have the ability to see what was happening. There were demons doing everything possible to stop you from waking up. There were demons, devils, with much effort, trying to strangulate you, suffocate you. Their intention was not for you to have life. And so you were in a position that was a position of danger. But thanks be to God that if you can count yourself alive this morning, then obviously God has performed a miracle in your life. Hallelujah. He's performed a miracle in your life. Amen. Now, it also means to save a suffering one from perishing. To save a suffering one from perishing. Example, one suffering from disease. You know, it's good to enjoy ease. So, when your easiness is diseased, then you suffer from something called sickness. So, sicknesses are actually to make you, you know, uneasy. Hence the word disease. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? So you are coughing, you feel diseased. You have headache, you feel diseased. You have a tumor, you feel diseased. Hallelujah. But I thank God that the Holy Spirit has been offered to us and Jesus came to pay that price. And this morning I'm going to open your eyes to understand the finished work on the cross of Calvary and why you must appreciate God for his gift to humanity hallelujah it also means to preserve one who is in danger of destruction and to save and rescue somebody it also means to save in the technical biblical sense to deliver from the penalties of messianic judgment messianic simply means messiah any judgment that is related to um, the Messiah. In other words, what's going to happen is that the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. How many men do we have here? If you are a man, man not in terms of gender, but man as a human. How many human beings do we have here? Well, you have every one of us have an appointment with death. Whether you are beautiful, whether you are ugly, whether you are handsome, whether you are not handsome, whether you have education, whether you don't have education, whether you are great or small, there is an appointment everyone has with death. Amen. And after that appointment, the next thing on the line is judgment. Amen. Now, the next question is, so... Bishop, what are you trying to say? I mean, you have explained the salvation being delivered from disease, being delivered from destruction, being delivered from perishing. What, what exactly are you trying to say? Well, you let's go on and let's look at the meaning of the word virgin. Virgin. How many know the meaning of the word virgin? You hear women say that, me, I'm a virgin. Hallelujah. I'm a virgin. All right. What you were saying actually is a person who has not had sexual intercourse before. Is somebody understanding what I'm trying to say? But that is not the only definition of virginity. Of the many things that we have in the world, one of the many things that you are virgin of is 
not having had sex. But there are other areas you are not a virgin. Some of you, you are, you are not a virgin in stealing. You are not a virgin in lying. You are not a virgin in insulting. True or not true? <laughs> now, a person who is a virgin is a person who is naive. The word naive means you are new. New, brand new. Hallelujah. Tear rubber. Amen. So once you are not new to certain areas in life, you are not a virgin in that area. Amen. Am I helping somebody this morning? All right. So a person who is a virgin is a person who is innocent. You are innocent in a particular area. Amen. So all the married women here, you are not a virgin. In the area of sexual intercourse. And all the married men here. But thanks be to God that you are a virgin in other areas of your life. You are not happy, but that is what it is. Hallelujah. All right. Now, the word virgin means chaste, to be chaste. All right. Be a celibate. You are like a celibate, you know. In some um, religion or some sect of Christianity, before you become a priest, you would actually have to, you know, vow the oath of celibacy. In other words, you want to remain new, brand new. You want to remain a virgin. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we compare ourselves to such people, we are priests, but we are not virgins in that area. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Aha, but they are virgins by the grace of God, hopefully. Amen. And um, a virgin is something that has not been touched, an untouched, an unspoiled, an untouched, Tainted something. Hallelujah. Now, this is where God wants to bring you to. That is God's interest. His interest is to move you away from filth. Is to deliver you from sin. And bring you to the place of when the father looks at you. He sees you as a virgin. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25 verse 1. I'm reading a, quite a, a lengthy scripture. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. The Bible says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. So the kingdom of God is likened to what? It's likened to what? Ten virgins. Yes, that's how the kingdom is. The kingdom is the, in a kingdom where God wants to move you from a state of sin into a state of becoming pure, innocent, chaste, righteous before the Father. Hallelujah. So he says, Then the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins who took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, until you find yourself in that state, you cannot be invited to meet the bridegroom. You cannot meet the bridegroom when you are not in that state. So you notice that for all those people who were invited to meet the bridegroom, the Bible says that they were all virgins. They were all pure. They were all innocent. And listen to me, when I talk about the virginity, as I've explained to you, I'm not just talking about one thing where you have not been touched as a woman, but I am talking about respective areas of our lives. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. Respective areas of our lives that depict sin. That depict filth. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. So the Bible says that these virgins had their lamps. They had their lamps. And went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise. And five of them were foolish. Hallelujah. So yes, you can be a virgin. But you may be a foolish virgin. As the Bible says. There are some of us Christians. We have become foolish virgins. We become foolish virgins because we are not conscious of the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And because of that, we are living our lives anyhow. Yes, you are born again. You are a virgin. Yes, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are a virgin. But the way you are living your life does not depict a person who is preparing for the bridegroom. So yes, you are not born again. Your, your virginity is actually the sin of Adam and Eve. The sin that we were born and we were shaping into. But if you are a born again Christian who is not living his life in preparation to meet the bridegroom, you are a virgin, but you are a foolish virgin. Yeah, because there are a lot of Christians, the way we are living here, you will see that by the time the bridegroom comes, we will, we will get stuck behind the door. And listen to me, getting stuck behind the door and somebody who is filthy from Adam's time possibly find themselves in the same category. You all find yourself in the same category because at the end of the day, they, couldn't, they were not even invited to meet the bridegroom because they don't have what it takes. And then you who were invited also didn't have access to the bridegroom. So you lost. Let us walk circumspectly as we live in these days and these times because our Savior will appear one of these days. Amen. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil. So those who took their lamps and didn't take oil is the group of people that are growing cold. The group of people that are not on fire for Jesus. The group of people that are sitting in the church warming pews, not living the life that God has offered for us. They didn't take oil in their lamp. What you need to keep your lamp glowing is the oil which is a fuel for your life. And many of us, we don't even have time to interact with God. We don't even have time to pray in the Holy Spirit. We just live our lives, you know, expecting that things will fall in place. But I am telling you that this journey we are on is a walk. And if it is a walk, you need to walk well. If you don't walk well, you fall. Yeah, when I was in school, when somebody, a teacher falls, especially the female teachers, when they fall like that, he's walking on a guarantee and she falls like that. Then you see the boys, koto, koto, chedorichikoto ufum. Hey, may you not catch a crab on the floor. Live your life as a Christian. Live your life as Jesus expects us to live. Live your life based on the word, directed by the word, instructed by the word. Don't just live anyhow. Thinking and hoping that when the doors of heaven is opened, you have access. Because the foolish virgins could not make it. The Bible says, They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise, everybody said the wise. May you be a wise virgin in the name of Jesus. 
I said, may you be a wise virgin in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, but the wise, the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The wise were ready. The wise were prepared. The foolish were not ready. The foolish were not prepared. I pray that you will live your life as a wise virgin on earth. Living and looking forward to the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now the Bible says, while the bridegroom tarried, for some of us, we've gotten to a point in our lives where we say that, ah, this Jesus that they say you come. One day I heard somebody say that, you said that Jesus is coming very soon. Over 2,000 years is not soon. And so you've gotten to a point where you don't even believe that he would appear. Because it sounds like he's kept so long. And it's most likely that what we are saying he may appear, he might not appear again. But let me tell you something. The Bible says here that whilst the ten were waiting, it looked like the bridegroom was, was tarrying. The word tarry means keeping long. Keeping long. Listen to me. You are saying that he's keeping long. You may not be fortunate. The moment you slip out, he might appear. And that's what happened to the five foolish virgins. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. So yes, you may be a wise virgin, but there will be a time in your life when you will sleep. Some situations will cause you to sleep. But when the virgin appears, may you wake up. When the bridegroom appears, may you wake up again. Don't sleep. Wake up. When he's calling on you, he's depending on you. Wake up. So the Bible says, they both slumbered. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil. You see, the foolish were anticipating that we don't have oil. But when the bridegroom comes, they are born again Christians. They cannot say that they will not offer us some of their oil. And so when the time comes, we will plead with them. How can you think here on earth that way? How can you live your Christian life like that? You are hoping that, oh, when the bridegroom comes, say, oh, Jesus, you know, the, the man over there, he's my pastor. He's called Bishop Atodixi. He's my pastor. Oh, I'm mentioning my name. I'm called Clara. Clara. You just mentioned Clara. You see, and, and you speak for me to have access. Listen to me. It doesn't work that way. You can have your way here on earth, but you cannot have your way on that day. Here on earth, you can have your way. Look, if you have money, there is nothing you cannot do here on earth. There is nobody you cannot bribe here on earth. You can even bribe the... the but let me tell you, brothers and sisters in Christ, on that day, the time that was allotted to you to make amends and to build your relationship with the master will be over. It's like you're writing exams and then suddenly, it's like five minutes more. And you know that five minutes more, you find yourself now doing question two. And then later, the vigilator shows a certain mercy and offers you 10 minutes grace. See that you are writing with speed. But what you are doing, what you are writing, it doesn't sound like if you read it, you'll be able to actually deduce sense in what you wrote hallelujah and by the time you realize the bell has rung look when the bell rings and you write your paper can be cancelled 
your paper can be cancelled. And some of us say, we don't know that we have been added on. There's a grace that has been added on for us. There's a grace that has been added on for you. Possibly, you were supposed to have died this year. You were supposed to have died last year. But God has offered you a certain grace. And he's saying that I'm offering you this year. You have this year to make amends. And here you are, you are living your life like a foolish virgin. Do you think that death will come and announce? Look, many, many people who died may be surprised that they died. Especially those who died in an accident. They'll be shocked that they died. Of course, those who were not well, they were hoping and anticipating that they would be well. But especially for those who were not well and they knew their condition, the doctors had arranged their conditions. They are even prepared because in their mind, though they are angry that God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? They still feel in their heart that they must, they must make their, their, their way ready to meet their master. But you might not have that opportunity. You might not have that chance. Hallelujah. You might not have that opportunity. <laughs> so the Bible says that. And while they went, he said, but the wise answer saying, not so, not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. It means that you will have to make an effort the Bible says that we should work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. There is a time in your life that your pastor may stand to preach to you. Your pastor may follow up on you. Your pastor may say that come to church. Your pastor may say that come and let us pray. But a time comes when you have to buy for yourself. You have to rise up and pray yourself. You have to rise up and read the word of God yourself. Go and buy for yourself go and buy for yourself a time is coming when nobody will give you it will be you rising up and saying that I have to buy for myself hallelujah may God have mercy on us lift your hand and say father have mercy on me say Lord I don't want to walk as a foolish virgin I want to walk as a wise virgin. Hallelujah. Hmm. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. You see how unprepared they were? They were going to buy. They were going to make a certain effort. But they missed it narrowly. May you not miss the appearing of our Savior. May you not miss the coming of our Savior. For some of you, this story is like a Kwekwanaza story. But I tell you that if the Bible says that God created the heaven and earth, then there is a time that the earth will come to an end. The same Bible that says that it is appointed unto man once to die and after death, there is judgment. That same Bible Huh? He said that it is appointed unto man that every man will die. Now, if you can see that that same Bible, what it says is true because people die, then you must believe that what follows the diamond, as somebody will say, which is judgment, is also true. Amen? I'm taking my time to talk to somebody here. Because Jesus has asked me to come and warn you that you may have all the time, but it might not be for you. It's just a matter of time. It will be over. Amen. So the Bible says, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I'm this. Fair enough. But are you ready? Will you miss it? 
or you make it. You time. You time in such a way that when the door opens, you find yourself in. So you don't miss that opportunity. Hallelujah. Afterward came also the other virgins. So the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto, unto you, I know you not. You see, when you behave like a foolish virgin, you are as, as worse as an unbeliever. He says, I know you not. So it's not about your virginity. It's not about your holier-than-thou attitude. It's not about how it looks as if you are so spiritual. It's not about that. It's about a relationship that you build with him. Because for you to know somebody, you must have had a relationship with a person. And he's saying that, I know you not. Maybe you know him, but he doesn't know you. Have you noticed that there are situations like that? Yeah. They say, oh, I know some Jonah. But some Jonah doesn't know you. So you are making noise all over the... Oh, I know him. Oh, he was a, a CEO of Egypt. Oh, in fact, he even went to a disco. Oh, oh, I know you. Oh, the other time cry he was this. Yeah, you know him. But does he also know you? You know the Lord. But does the Lord also know you? Is the relationship a relationship that is between two people? Or is a one-sided relationship? Does the Lord know you? If today your name is mentioned, does he know you? There are six points I'm going to take you through today. What the Lord did securing the life of these virgins. And I pray that God will open your eyes as you hear the word of God. Hallelujah. You are so busy. Busy for nothing. Listen, the busyness that we are busy about, eh, all the business we are busy about, it remains here on earth. It has no tickle in heaven. If you are busy for the Lord, that is what is most important. Oh, you know, uh, Bishop, I'm a chartered accountant. You know, uh, when, when it's about time we have to do reconciliation, we are very, very busy. Oh, Bishop, you know, I, I, I do Accra, London, Accra, and uh, my goods, my goods. You see, sometimes some of us, we pride ourselves in what we do. We, it, it, we are so proud about what we are doing here on earth. That does not take our heaven. Heaven is not even interested in what you are doing. Especially when you are doing it and the church does not benefit from what you are doing. You are so busy, you are doing a lot of things, but the church which Jesus is building does not benefit from it. So heaven is also not interested in it. You don't pay your tithe. I'm not saying that if you don't pay your tithe, you go to hell. What I'm, I'm just trying to give an example of what I just said. The only reason why God will bless you is so that it can be a blessing to advance his course. Yeah. So when you are making notes about the things that you have, oh, I have five houses, I have 13 cars, I have this. Let me tell you something. God becomes more interested when you even offer what you have to advance his work. Or else all the things you are talking about, he's disinterested. Did you know that? Or you didn't know? You knew or you didn't know? <laughs> the place is quiet. As for the truth, sometimes it's painful, but you just say, Ajish, and look forward. Nobody will know it is you. So the six things that I'm going to share with you is that virgins were invited for the marriage feast. The group and the category of people that were invited were virgins. Hallelujah. And like I said, virgins or virginity stands for purity, holiness, sinlessness. Virgins are pure and untouched even in the secret parts of their lives. Amen? Please try and move your mind off sexual intercourse a bit. Because the subject I'm talking about, I am talking about virginity in every area of our lives there are some women when their husbands married them virgins now everything they do that's what they use 
when they don't know how to cook, their food is not nice. They say, ah, but you, you married me, I was a virgin. Is that your, because of your virginity, we should eat uh, omo soup. What is that what you are saying? You don't know how to talk. You talk anyhow to your husband. And then when you talk anyhow, he said, even when you married me, I was a virgin. What has talking anyhow got to do with your virginity? She said, oh, virginity, cry as a drawing board in the duty. Say, say, alpha bronya hori akoko. I shouldn't say it. But that's not the type of virginity I'm talking about. I am talking about purity. I am talking about holiness. I am talking about standing pure before the master. I am talking about sin. I'm telling you, the greatest problem of mankind is the problem of sin. And God came here on earth to deal with that thing called sin. And that is why you must really appreciate. You see, it's sin that makes somebody corrupt. Corruption itself is under the umbrella of sin. It's sin that makes somebody lie. It's sin that makes somebody kill his brother or his sister. It's sin. It's sin that makes somebody fornicate. Yes. So all this group of things, it's sin that makes somebody steal money. When you are living in sin, you practice all these things. Maybe you may be practicing some and not practicing some. But I'm telling you that all of it put together, one of it is called sin. So don't brag and say, oh, is a bishop. Me, you know that me, I don't chase. And I don't drink and I don't smoke. Bishop, my only problem is uh, <laughs> lying. Listen to me, you are as equal because you, you fall into the category of what? So the earlier you get to know that, no, 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 Charlie, I shouldn't be boasting, I shouldn't be bragging, I should rather pray to God for mercy. The better it will be for just say, what do you mean by your, your sin is a medium sin? No, 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 Bishop, this is small, small sin or medium sin or, or large sin or extra large sin or extra extra large. Like the way we buy shirts and things. That is what, that is not how it is. That's not how it is. Number two, virgins were invited for the marriage feast. Sin is referred to as death or filth. Let me tell you something. You know, you have no idea what sin has done to humanity. The Bible says that he had created us in his image. He had created us in his likeness. And anybody who saw us saw the beauty of God. Look at us today. Look at us. Some are now fighting that we, we want to buy petrol by putting the uh, uh, thing in the petrol tank. Uh, into the exhaust instead of putting it in the petrol tank. Do you understand what I just said? No, you, if you were working in a petrol station and then immediately somebody came and said, look, I want to serve myself. Don't serve me. I want to serve myself. And then the guy just takes the turn. Suddenly he's looking for the exhaust. Then he kneels down like that. And he puts it in the exhaust. And then, how would you think? How would your mind work? The first thing that will occur to you is that, no, this man, he needs Dr. J.B. Asari. This man has a psychiatric problem. True or not true? Now, is it not the same situation we find ourselves? There's a better place. Why do you go for a place where, where you have people coming out of? What do you mean? I said there's a better place. A nicer place. An enjoyable place. Why have you chosen poopoo? When you make choices and you choose poopoo, you have a, you have a problem. It's like you are going into competition with poopoo. 
go in competition with a new baby. It's a great competition because it's life. Poopoo is a dead thing. Poopoo is waste. I shouldn't say it. You see, this thing I'm talking about, eh, as I'm praying, you should pray for your son. Who will just enter into a company of these kind of guys who... That's my, that's, that's my girl. That's my girl. You have seen a hard body man standing there. Say one. That's my girl. Look, look. Are you not surprised that even between the man and the man, listen, 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 listen. Between the man and the man, one must become a girl, which means that you cannot run away from the fact that marriage is between a man. And a woman. How come the man is one must become a girl? We are saying it, they say we shouldn't say it. You let me know that somebody is here like that. I will call you no matter how old, even if you have gray hair over there. I said, once on the mom, I'll put proposal under you, you will see. I will pester your life personally and they should come and tell me that human rights. The thing is trying to change my preaching. But I will preach my preaching. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Sin is referred as filth. Sin takes away the virgin state. When you are living in sin, it takes away your state of virginity. Nobody sees you as a pure person anymore before God. Hallelujah. So when you read from Psalm 14, 2 and 3, put it up please. I'm taking my time. You notice that today I'm taking my time because that condition called sin is what has brought damnation to man. And so if that thing called sin is eradicated from somebody's life, the person is moving towards virginity. That's what it means. Amen? The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They all, they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So you see that sons of men have been exposed to the situation called sin, to the state called sin. When the father looks down, all he is seeing is sinful people, people full of filth. And so he was affected that how come what I have created has turned into this thing? That is what drew his attention. Hallelujah. In Psalm 53 verse 3 it says, every one of them has gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. You know? And in Isaiah 64 verse 6 the Bible says, but we all are unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities like the wind have, taken, have been taken away. So clearly you can see that the state of man is a state of sinfulness. Hallelujah. Amen. Virgins were invited for the marriage feast. We have fallen and lost our state of virginity. Do you know that man has fallen? Do you know that man has fallen? You see, the standard is Jesus. The standard is Jesus Christ. And Jesus is pure. He is the son of the most high. Now, so we were all created in that image. So we came down to that. Listen to me. This thing that I'm talking about, eh, Sodom and Gomorrah time. So man fell long ago. 
And still, some of the remnants of the men that are living on earth are still in that state. And we all are in a certain state. That when the father looks down, what does he see? He sees sin. It is with that effort that he had to come down. He said, no, 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 no. This thing, I don't think that I have invested so much into man and I don't think this is right. Hallelujah. I must do something about it. And so what I'm trying to say is that that state that man found himself caused the father to send his only begotten son. And number four, only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from the filth of our sins. I'm telling you, only the blood of Jesus. Bleach cannot. Bleach can only take a stain from a shirt. Coconut stain from a shirt. But bleach cannot take away the sins of a man. The policeman cannot. See, there are some people, they even enjoy it when you catch them and you put them in cell. One time I heard a story of a guy. He had been arrested and been put in jail for a long time. When they asked him that they are about to remove, he said, Hungo. Because he had built company. He had built friends over there. And they forced him, they said, listen, you are going to move out of this place. Now, can you imagine, whilst people don't want to go to cells, this one said that I'm not, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. I can't leave my friends from that place. Yeah. A warden, a, a prison warden was the one telling me. He said one day, he caught the guy with another guy. And they were doing their own thing. That's why he couldn't leave. <laughs> Wifey. <laughs> so when they moved him out of the prison, he turned and said, My darling, I'm going. I shall be back. <laughs> so when such a person says, I shall be back, you can see that he is determined to do some evil that will bring him back. That is the state man has got into. But thanks be to God that God still made a way. God still offered an opportunity. God still decided that I am not going to leave these people in this state. The Bible says that almost all things are by law, purged with blood. That without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. I am going down there. I'm going to submit myself to be, to be, to be, to be, to be crucified. Shed my blood so that my blood can wash their sins away. Oh yeah. Even, even the juju people. When they want you to do something and render something pure and clean, they will say, bring a white sheep. Because they know that when you release blood, blood has the ability to cleanse. But listen, the blood of a sheep cannot cleanse. The blood of a goat cannot cleanse. It's only the blood of the Most High God. And that is what he did for us. And so the Bible says that once you believe in him, you have everlasting life. All you just need to do is to have everlasting life. All you just need to do is to believe in him. You have to receive him into your heart as your Lord and your personal savior. And once you do that, you are on your way and on the journey to walking towards virginity. In 1 John 1, 7, the Bible says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You can only walk in the light when you come into contact with the Savior called Jesus Christ. And when you receive him, you will no more walk in darkness. You will walk in light and that light will lead you into a place of purity. Oh yeah. Have you noticed that you sometimes 
look at your room. Somebody says he's coming to visit you and you feel that the room is unkept. Some of the things you do, you take this one, you put in the cupboard. You take that one, you put in the cupboard. You take this one, then you straighten the bed and then you try to do something nice. So, and then you say, yes, come in. How many have done that before? Can you imagine if the person decides that he's going to inspect your cupboard? Huh? If the person decides that he's going to inspect your cupboard, you will notice that all the work that you have done is zero. And the Bible is saying that our righteousness is as filthy rags. That is what happens. The effort that you are putting in still does not take away the sin. But this morning, I came to tell my brother and my sister who is hearing me that God has made a great provision for you. The provision is in his only begotten son. Hallelujah. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 11. First John 5, verse 11. The Bible says, And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. 12. He that had the son had life. And he that had not the son of God has not life. 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may be, ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So the eternal life is in the Son. All you just need to do is to have a Son. And once you have a Son, the Bible says that you have life. This morning, somebody invited you in a bus and put you in a bus somebody invited you and picked you up in a car but let me tell you brothers and sisters the bible says for all have sinned all have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of god but thanks be to god for jesus and the bible says that the wages of sin is death so anyone who sins he has a wage and the wage is death is punishable by death but thanks be to God that the Bible says that God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish God doesn't want you to perish. How many remember that salvation means delivering somebody from perishing? Today, the blood of Jesus is available to deliver you from perishing. You will not die and go to hell. He has a better place for you. He wants to build a relationship with you. He wants you to have eternal life. What he's asking of you is that I've made myself available. If only you receive me, you have life. Rise to your feet. Somebody lift your hands to God. We want to pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for this awesome moment. We bless you for your mercy that we are experiencing right now. Deliver us from walking acting and behaving like foolish virgins. Bring us to the place where we'll become like wise virgins. Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Somebody lift your hands. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is here and convicting some of sin, some of judgment, he's here. He's convicting people. He's setting people free right now. 
somebody is being set free right oh, yes. now you are being set free from the power of sin you are being set free from the power of the enemy because the blood is still flowing from Calvary Hills. Oh it's flowing to anyone who believes. Yes. The Bible says that if you only believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you will be saved. Salvation is coming to a brother right now. Oh Salvation is coming to a sister oh, right yes. now. Today, your sins are being forgiven only because you have chosen to make Jesus the Lord of your life. As we close our eyes, she want to say, Pastor, pray for me. My God. Pray for me. I know, I know, I know that I don't have a relationship with him. I know that my life is a life of pretense. But today, I want to build a, a relationship with Jesus. I want to receive him into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Wherever you are, I just want you to lift your hands. Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. You want to be born again. You want your sins forgiven. The power of God is here. The salvation of God is here to set you free. The Bible says that he that the Son shall set free. Shall be free in this. Now, if you've lifted your hands, I want you to do another thing for me. I just want you to walk. Come down. Come, 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 come. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Come. Come. God bless you. Come. 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 Today is your day of salvation. Come to me right now. Come. Ushers, help them. Put your hands together for them. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Jesus. Come, 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 come. Oh, he loves you. It doesn't matter what you feel you have done. The power of his blood wants to set you free. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to him. Oh, yes. to set you free from the sin of this world. He wants to break every yoke over your life. Just join us as we pray. The mercy of God is finding somebody right now. The mercy of God is finding somebody right now. Just join us as we pray. Oh Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you Lord. Precious ones, can you lift your hands to God right now? Just lift your hands to heaven. I want you to pray the simple prayer. You know, the Bible says that they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Acts chapter 16, verse 31, it says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Your confession is a confession of faith. It's your confession of receiving Jesus as the master of your life from today. Just lift your hands. Congregation, can you close your eyes? We want to pray with these dear ones. Pray this simple prayer and say, 
Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I am grateful to you. I am grateful to you for showing me great mercy. For showing me great mercy. This precious morning. This precious morning. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I am filthy. I am filthy. I'm not a virgin. I am not a virgin. I come to you just as I am. I come to you just. Please forgive me. Please forgive of my sins. Of my sins. I receive you. I receive you as my Lord. As my Lord and my personal Savior. And my personal Savior. Come and live in my heart. Come and live in my heart and take control over my life. And take control from this moment forward. From this moment forward, I believe. I believe. That Jesus is the Son of God. I believe. I believe that He was born. That He was born. He died. He died. Shed His blood. Shed His blood. So that I would be saved. So that I would be saved. I take Him. I take Him as my Lord. As my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Father. Thank you for showing me mercy. For showing me mercy and receiving me. And receiving me. I am so grateful. I am so grateful and I'm so thankful. And I'm so thankful. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we celebrate these souls. We celebrate these precious lives. Oh, the soul is so precious to you, Lord. Whatever kind of person that soul might be, you are still interested. And so we want to thank you for all these precious, wonderful souls. Precious souls. Father, thank you that your blood, oh God, is washing them. Your blood, oh God, is washing their sins. There will not be any stain on their lives anymore. They are going to walk in newness of life. We pray and we commit them into your hands. Have your way and take control. In Jesus' mighty name. And all said, Amen.